0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based,
1: live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk
0: to a real human in customer service anytime. Time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com/slash credit card. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is
2: everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kids' Pee Wee Championship game, a trophy bigger
0: than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this.
2: Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.
0: You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to tirerack.com slash Colin. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be.
1: You're listening to Three and Out with John Middlecoff of the Colin Coward Podcast Network. I'll be coming to you live all, all week in Indy at the NFL Combine. I talked to Howie Roseman today. You'll hear him coming up a little bit later. For those that don't know, executive vice president, I, I call him the GM. Uh, he runs the Eagles. and he, He's a Super Bowl champ. He was in a, uh, in a great mood. <laughs> he was really good today. That's as good as you're going to get him, for sure. I mean, he's the, uh, they call him the Billy Bean, the Daryl Morey of, of the NFL, except he, he's got a Super Bowl championship. I will be talking to Matt Nagy, head coach of the Chicago Bears, tomorrow, and we'll just be talking a lot about about the NFL Combine. I remember the first time I came, I was working in the league. I was a scout, and even though you're working in the league, you're still kind of starstruck when you get to this thing. I remember walking into an elevator and just seeing Jerry Jones. And just today, you just yesterday when I checked in, you you walk around. There's Jason Garrett walking by you today. Basically, half the head coaches in the league. Were around. I, they all seem like a lot of the guys that I worked with in Philly. From, I saw Doug Peterson, Sean McDermott, Matt Nagy. They all, all come from that Andy Reid tree. I I got a recommendation for anyone in the NFL. Try to get hired onto an Andy Reid staff because that'll equal a head coaching job. But I mean, and here's the other thing with the with the Andy Reid tree of guys. And we'll talk to Matt Nagy tomorrow. They are all just fantastic humans. I mean, Sean McDermott was. I just saw him in the hallway. He kept asking about me. It's like, bro, I want to know about you. You just made the playoffs. First time in, what, like 20-plus years in Buffalo. And, you know, Doug's as nice of a head coach as you'll meet, and and same with Matt. But of the head coaches, the one thing that really stood out, and listen, I'm from the Bay Area. I I understand just how big of a deal this is, but you you really feel it when you're Is John Gruden's back, and he is a rock star. Anywhere he goes, people are lined up 20 deep. And, you know, probably 10, a line of 10. So you are talking a ton of people to hear him talk. Everything he says is just going to be nitpicked with a fine-tooth comb. Everyone wants to talk about him. In a league where, like I said, Doug Peterson just won the Super Bowl. And if the two guys walked into a room, Doug and John Gruden, just naturally people just kind of go over to Gruden. I mean, it's pretty wild. And it's the first time I've really experienced it in person. Uh, seeing him, I've, I've been at games when he's been calling the Monday Night Football game, but to see him back in a Raiders polo to just see the power. Again, there are a ton of head coaches today. Doug Marone was walking around here, Bill O'Brien. They're just kind of a de- different aura when Gruden walks, walks in the room. I mean, he, he, he's a rock star. Now, the guy that kind of looks like a rock star in fantastic shape and just looks like he's ready to hit the town, Sean McVay. Uh, but again, it just feels a little different when he walks in. And I think that's going to be a, a storyline, really, all off season. People peppering him with questions. Uh, he hasn't been coaching in nine years. You, you kind of heard it today. How is he going to transition back? He's not definitely not happy with the rules. I mean, how would he? The rules have dramatically changed since he last time coached. I mean, think about this the last time he coached, iPads did not exist. Now most players watch all their film and coaches on an iPad, especially when they're in their, on the road or at their house, unless you've seen Tom versus Time. He has like a 30-year-old computer he's using. But it, it's he, he's a walking rock star, and, I mean, the Raiders have been relevant the last couple years, but when you see John Gruden, and I, I would imagine the Raiders are going to get some primetime games, he is going to be one of the I was around when Harbaugh was around. Now, again, I'm not equating this to wins and losses. I don't know if he'll win. I don't know if he'll lose. I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be fascinating to see. But I remember now Jim had won to become this rock star, but he became this character. It was Jim Harbaugh. And he walked in the room, it just had a different feel. And I've been around. I see it now with Kyle Shanahan. I've been in the room. Andy Reid, he's a big dude, but he's also got a big presence. There's something when John. Uh, or Jim Harbaugh, excuse me, walked in a room and you kind of feel that with Gruden. Now, can he coach or not? Can he adapt to the game? It's going to be fascinating to see but I'm telling you, I got a pretty good feel for when a dude walks in the room and it's big, and it just feels different right or wrong uh, and I I felt this. I, I've been at Golden State Warriors game back when Miami Heat came and LeBron was there. It just felt different. Gruden, and again, I don't know if he's going to win. I, I would actually be a little hesitant to say it's going to be it will ever earn that $100 million contract, but it's going to be a big deal. <laughs> Let's talk about the biggest story so far, I, I think, at the Combine with the actual players that are going to be participating. And it was when the news came out, what's today, Wednesday, so it would have been, I think, Monday, that Sam Darnold will not throw at the Combine, which your first reaction as, as any fan, well, that sucks. I mean, that really sucks. And, and really, my first thought and the the thing that I've continued to think about in the last couple days, my favorite player in this draft, just as a player, I'm not talking about the total package, just in a vacuum talent, is Josh Rosen. He plays the most important position, and he's the most talented player. Now, there are question marks about his personality. I, I don't know enough about that in terms of I don't know the kid. Uh, what I've heard secondhand, some people don't like him. And, you know, when I was doing this, I, some players I didn't like that turned out fine. So I, I'm not going to totally crush him for that because when I, when I looked at the UCLA program, I, I saw a head coach that was over his head, talent around him that was beyond terrible. The defense was atrocious. And uh, I watched the kid continue, especially in 2017, give a team a chance that had no business winning any games, win five or six games. I mean, without Josh Rosen, they're, they're a, they don't win a game. He, he was really that important. I'm a big Josh Rosen guy. So the moment I saw that Sam Darnold is out, and I like Sam Darnold too. I would To me, if those guys don't go one and two, I would not only be a little shocked, I would think whatever the picks are are wrong. Cleveland needs a quarterback. Uh, listen, I, I don't think you can go wrong. Rosen clearly has the higher ceiling. I think Darnold, worst case, turns into an Alex Smith-like player which by no means, that used to be a negative thing, but it's not anymore. That's If you have Alex Smith for 10 years, you're in pretty good shape. You might not win a Super Bowl, but you're going to be pretty competitive. So if those guys don't go 1-2 two, with two teams that desperately need a quarterback, and this notion that the Giants might pass on a quarterback for a 38-year-old stiff, I mean, God love Eli, I love everything he stands for, but he can't play anymore. So if you're going to pass on one of these two guys, I think it would be a grave, a massive mistake and I think when the dust settles, I think those two quarterbacks go one and two in some order. But Darnold's not throwing. I think this is the opportunity for Rosen to steal the show. He has a better arm. Just when you put the two of them on the field together, just naturally. Now, Sam's just going to be standing there on the side. Really, the most important thing for Josh is going to be these personal interviews. But you and I aren't going to be able to see those. We'll hear rumors, and it's be hard to tell what's true or not. But we will get to see him throw laser beams. And he's going to be sitting right next with Josh Allen. Now, listen, I would not take Josh Allen in the first round. That's not my cup of tea. Inaccurate quarterbacks that have never won, that come from smaller programs, that ain't my style. But I will not dispute he has an absolute cannon. You know, and I think Mayock this week compared him to Jamarcus Russell in in terms of arm talent. Well, so just that alone. On the field, you're going to see Rosen right next to Allen throwing, or at least like one guy's going to throw, and then a couple, you know, reps later the other guy's going to throw. You're going to get to watch one ball and watch the other, and I think Rosen, his ball might not have the arm power. Like if Josh Allen is throwing 100 miles an hour, if we equate it to baseball, Rosen's probably throwing 95, 96. But I'll tell you, 95, 96 looks pretty good. And I I think he's going to look better just naturally throwing it than Baker Mayfield, who, again, I'm a Baker Mayfield guy. I think Baker Mayfield's a first-rounder. Lamar Jackson, we can talk about that all day. We'll get into that a little later. I I think Rosen really has an opportunity with Darnold not throwing. And, you know, whenever I hear he's not throwing, I always give the potential for the kid because typically it's not his thought because Sam Darnold's first thought wouldn't be, I don't want to throw at the combine. People tell him that. And he listens. He listens. You know his representation, who whoever his agent is, whoever his trainer is. Uh, But sometimes the juices get flowing, and I hope that happens. I'm not betting on it, but I don't think it's 100 percent set in stone that all of a sudden Darnold's just not throwing. We've seen it before. Baker Mayfield a couple weeks ago wasn't supposed to play in the game. Now his mom was sick of the Senior Bowl. Well, his juices got flowing, and he ended up playing and he ended up starting the game. These guys are competitors. They want to play. And I'm really looking forward to watching Rosen on the field on Saturday just throwing dimes. And I'm telling you, if his interviews, if he can just go to the top two teams, the Browns and the Giants, and just dispel some of this notion and uh, I guess the rumors is the wrong term because when you go into schools, you're not getting rumors. You're typically getting somewhat of the truth, not, not all of it. And you have to kind of dive into it and decipher what is true and false, but you get a pretty good idea. So he needs to make them confident that what they've heard, positive or negative, uh, they'll be comfortable. And I think it all starts because at the end of the day, for as much as we talk about the -the off-the-field crap, character, all that BS, it's about playing on the field. And if you can ball and if you can potentially win games in the NFL at quarterback, People look past all that crap. And at the end of the day, the stuff for Rosen is really more just, some people would look at the word arrogance as a positive thing in the league. You have to be arrogant to, to, to line up under center every Sunday with four dudes over 300 pounds or between 250 and 300 pounds running at you. So I, I think he by far had, he had the most to gain two weeks ago at, at the combine, and now with Darnold not throwing, I, I think this could become the, the Josh Rosen combine. Now, let's get into the interview I did today with Howie Roseman, my, my former boss, general manager, I think his official title is executive vice president of the Super Bowl champ, Philadelphia Eagles. Let's take a listen. Welcome to 3 and Out, the new podcast with John Middlecoff. I have my first guest, former three, boss. 3 and Out.
2: 3 and Out. Tell me about the name.
1: You know, 3 and Out, Wait, edgy, I, is this we could go four downs. Is this,
2: this going to be weird? When I start asking you questions on your first episode, I, I'm kind of feeling like, see, this is the thing about working together. Like yeah, I feel you, like I'm always asking you questions. You know some things and, about and, me, <laughs> and now you're turning it on me. It's like it's like, it's a weird dynamic here. But it, it's uh, uh,
1: it's your show, John. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm well,
2: back. I'm back. <laughs> Executive
1: I'm back Vice President, the official title, GM. You know, it's confusing. <laughs> yeah. Just tell me how. Long it. time. How many combines is this now for you? 19. Damn,
2: 19, that's a lot of that's 19. a lot of combines. Yeah, shoot. Well, uh, yeah, but I still have my uh, c- that was, I was congr- time of my hair. But your your hair, it, it's a look for you.
1: I, I, I lost it when I was with you. You yeah. saw the transformation. Oh, I, I came. Oh boy! You know it's a funny story. You know, actually, you know
2: what? It, lost a
1: wallet on a plane and came back with a shaved head. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got my hair cut and I looked in the mirror and said it was just time. <laughs> yeah. Philly, Philly's a special place, yeah, man. It'll, for all hard, all it'll us harden it. you up. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations! Congratulations! No. It will
2: harden you up. That is for sure. Yeah. We, I, you know, you can't come through Philly without a little adversity, which both you and I have had. I in Philly, yeah. A-
1: have you paid for dinner yet since I've the Super been, Bowl victory? I
2: haven't gone out since the Super Bowl victory. How about that? You know, um, it's we came back and um, that first weekend we just kind of slept, and um, the second weekend um, we hung out with the kids. Is this is the third weekend that we had, and then this weekend uh, my wife and I went away. So I, I was actually just saying that. I have not gone out stopped. in Philly. I went to um, – I have four kids. Did I have four kids when you were in Philly? You had uh, three. three. Right. I have three boys and a girl, and um, my three boys had a party at a place. If, if I say it, maybe they'll give me, like, yeah, three tokens or something. Yeah, you can say it. So I do Grand that all Slam. the time. Yeah, it Does it work? Yeah. So this place, Grand Slam, in, in Philly, and it's, like, batting cages and, like, nerf guns and um, uh, blazer tag I, so I went there, and it was the first time I was really out um, in three weeks just because of schedule, not because I don't want to be out to dinner because the restaurants in Philly are great. You love eating. But I love eating. I do. And so um, what happened was, like, this guy comes up to me, and he's got, like, tears in his eyes with his son, and he's like, my life will never be the same, Howie. Yeah. My life will be the same. And, like, I, I thought he was, like, kidding with me. You know, like, I, I, I didn't, like, I thought I was, like, looking for candy camera. Like, I'm looking around, I'm like, no, he's serious. He's serious, and then like my friend came over, and he's like, "You're getting this all the time." I was like, "I haven't been out," and then it was like, four or five guys, and it, it's so unbelievable because that's how much the fo- our football team means to the city of Philadelphia, and you know that it's just um, it's a special relationship with our city, and there's no people that deserve a championship more than the people in our city, and and when you think about it, like though, that's what I'm happy about. I'm happy that our city, our fans. Um, can never have the dialogue where it's like, well, you're having a good team, but. Yeah. But. Like, that butt has gone.
1: I saw Doug say the same thing. Right. He said people have been coming he's up been to a him when he's been out. People just come up and just start crying. <laughs> they just, cry. I mean, I don't think people, if you've never been to Philly or lived in Philly, right. quite understand the power. I mean, you felt it at that uh, during the Jason Kelsey speech, I'm uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, Does that for sure. does that just get replayed in the NovaCare Center? <laughs> no, you know, the, the I thing thought about, he handled thing, it pretty well I, until I the end. I would say, and you know PG, this, John. PG thirteen. Yeah, the, the, uh,
2: yeah. We all until the it. end. And then I, it, you know this, like there there are no victory laps in the NovaCare Complex. You know that we we have to get back to work, and we have a lot of free agents. We don't have the same number of draft picks. Now I'm like churning the tides on this conversation dramatically, but um, so like we're, we're we have to be over because we're behind, yeah. and you know, I during the playoff you know, run you're kind of like hey, we'll, we'll catch up, yeah. you know, during the playoff run you're kind of like we'll catch up, and yeah. and then it's like all right, and we're Foles going to Minnesota. Just hits bombs. You're and, like, oh, and, we're going to win this thing, and then and then we're in Minnesota, and we're like, oh, this is going to be great during the week in Minnesota. Like during the day, we'll just grind tape and have meetings and kind of catch up and heard not have fun. Really, yeah, no. not really. Didn't really work that way, but we'll get there. We'll we'll get there, and um, you know, luckily we have a tremendous front office and we have a tremendous scouting staff and um those guys have been grinding while you know coach and i do things like this so and a tremendous coaching staff you, you know that they,
1: they've always compared billy beans and the daryl morey's but none of those have a championship you know and you know there are a lot of similarities Do you you think a marketing efficiency in the league, and you've been doing this for a long time because the cap has continued to go up, trading draft picks, especially later round picks, for veteran players that are under a bigger contract than most teams? It seems like a lot of teams do that now, just there's more money. It's it's interesting
2: because uh, I don't think anyone makes a trade, whether they're giving the pick or they're getting the pick, feeling like they got the short end of the stick, so you know, when someone's trading a player, they're doing it for a reason. And and you know that. Like, you're going into it and saying, like, they're getting rid of him for a reason. Now, it may be that they don't think they can resign him. You know, maybe because he doesn't fit their scheme. You know, maybe for positive reasons, but there's going to be a reason. So, uh, you know, you have to ask yourself, like, why, why are they getting rid of this guy? And from our perspective, that's the first question before we make any trade. Like, why are they doing this? Because we're certainly not smarter than anyone else and we don't pretend to be and we're, we're not going to be smarter than the guys who have people in their building so it's just got to be about how that player fits with us right and then by the same token it's got to be like can we afford to give up another draft pick and and certainly the answer to that is no because yeah. we have no draft picks but um, <laughs> we continue to do it so you know just kind of roll with it you know it's beautiful
1: what would you say the hardest trade you ever made is the hardest trade that we ever made. Um, I felt like that Sam Bradford one, just some of your quotes. I remember when that.
2: Yeah, I, thi- I kind think. Kind of the back that, and forth. I think that was. But normally it's more about the players that, you know, you you know this. When you draft the player, you, you, they become like your family, and you kind of like, when you trade them, you, you kind of feel like you're giving up. You know, like trading John Dornboss for us, a guy who um, really like. Well, changed the culture of our team yeah. when we got him and all he wanted to do was win a championship in Philadelphia trading him was emotional you know Sam was hard because of, of the message but we knew when you know we traded all those picks for Carson that that day was going to come
1: crazy thing about Dornboss saved his life right <laughs> the physical I mean it was like almost fate was meant to happen
2: you know now now he's got a Super Bowl ring and, I know, you know he's Still, like, the favorite person in Philadelphia. Yeah. So. so stuff like that, I think that's the hardest thing. You know, it's hard to separate the emotions. It's, it's hard to separate your connection to people um, and just kind of say, hey, you know, we're, they're just tradable assets. Wish I could. What, what
1: was your emotion when you first got the text or you walked down from the box and Carson, they basically either got a head nod or the ACL or the first time you heard those three letters, A-C-L. I'll tell you, this is interesting. I don't know that I've
2: ever told this story. So um, that's what we like
1: on this podcast.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you some. It's your first one. So, um, so um, you know, obviously, when our trainer and and Dom
1: VP of security, you know, he's slimming and, down. You know, the, he's not taking that ice cream after dude, uh, dude, Saturday night meeting. He's
2: like he's like freaking Bruce. Like you only have to say Dom, and everyone in the National Football League knows. Like I could talk to people from freaking LA Chargers. And I'll be like, we have a VP of security. They'll be like, Dom? You know, like, he he is, like, unbelievably well-known. Anyway, I digress. So when I see our head trainer and Dom walking into the locker room, I know it's not good. Now, yeah. I'm hoping that because it's our star quarterback that our head trainer is just kind of with him. And so, you know, I, I get the call, and I, I, I basically say, hey, we're not telling anyone. I'm just going to tell Jeffrey, and then let's just hold this for now. And, of course, an hour later, it's, like, out everywhere. But... Yeah. Um, but so I do that and then, um, I gotta go to the bathroom. Like I, I, I you know, I drink a lot of water, so yeah. I gotta go to the bathroom. And so as mid-game. a game, I mean, it was in
1: the third quarter, right?
2: Yeah. I had to go to the bathroom, you know? And so like, I go to the bathroom and I go to the bathroom at the same time as Joe Buck and like, I'm kind of in a fog. Like I'm half like yeah. game half, like, all right, you know, like we just got to get focused. Like this is why Nick's here and you know, all that stuff. And we've lost all these other players for the year. And so Joe Buck, like, he stopped me, and he's like, Howie, you guys are having a great year. It's unbelievable. You know how your quarterback's playing. And I look up at him like, is he serious right now? Yeah. Like, he's and, and I don't realize that he doesn't know what I know. He and doesn't
1: realize it's he over. He doesn't realize. Right, <laughs> yeah. right,
2: he doesn't realize. So that was my first encounter. Because so it looked kind forward, of like a
1: deep bone bruise. If you didn't know that happened a couple plays before, you wouldn't yeah. you know
2: have. So um, fast forward to championship game week. And um, this, see, it all circles back. So I'm out to dinner with my wife to a place we were 4-0 during the season. So I'm like, we're going here the night before the championship game. And, uh, you know, the championship game is late in the day, and I'm like, I need it anyway. Want to give that restaurant th-
1: a free plug? or
2: WM W.M.L.H.R.N., tremendous. Um, so um, there's a lot of tremendous restaurants in Philly that I also go to. This is not a slight on any other restaurant. He'll eat anywhere. And, uh, <laughs> anywhere, right? <laughs> anywhere that's good. So, um, so I go there, and Joe Buck's there. And Joe says to me, he goes, Hey, you know, I was thinking about it. Like, we had a weird interaction in that LA game. Is it because you knew? And I said, Yeah, dude, I knew. And, like, you were the first person to come up to me, and I was just, like, in a fog. And I apologize for that. And he's like, No, you must have been thinking about a lot of things. So, in my head, this was a better story than it's coming out to be. But either way.
1: Well, I know you're busy, but I got to, I guess, be a journalist right. and ask Nick Foles, you know, the lot of. I, just my gut feeling from the outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys. I don't think people realize how much you guys like him. What he means in that building, and it just. I mean, I, obviously how good he was, but I don't as a think person, likes the right word. Yeah, I mean, go, love go now. Legend yeah. in Philly love, history. Love.
2: I know that's how you talk to to your your, your women. Yeah, I like. You know, you won't go love. You no, know? you got to be hesitant know, but, with that but, word. But right, you got to be. But like, we love our quarterback room. We love our quarterback situation, and. Um, There's nothing more important in this league than that, and that's by design. And um, those guys do an unbelievable job together, and their chemistry is great.
1: And so um, we're very happy to have all three of those guys on our team. Well, I'll let you get out of here. Combine number 19, you said, just never ends. Sooner or later it will be Combine 35 and then 40. Shoot, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying.
2: I'm just trying to get past. <laughs> Mega it 19. OTAs.
1: Yeah, I don't know yeah, exactly. Shoot, you, n- you never
2: know in this league uh, how quick the plug can come. You know, it, John. I know. Uh, I know. I do know it. <laughs> I okay, well, drop the mic on that one, See, but Thank See you guys for having me. Thanks. Appreciate it.
1: Well, Howie was sure in a good mood. I, I don't blame him. He, he's a Super Bowl champ in a city that was Super Bowl starved, uh, and now I wouldn't be shocked if Jeffrey Leary gave him a lifetime contract. But. That's about as as joyful as you'll hear him. Uh, He's probably about to get back to the grind of watching players and doing contracts and all the stuff that comes along with, you know, running a team. Tomorrow, uh, today at Howie Roseman, tomorrow, no no big deal. Matt Nagy, head coach of the Chicago Bears, personal friend, fired up, member of the Bald Brotherhood. Uh, I, I really appreciate everyone listening. Uh, you know, on the first ever episode, uh, official episode uh, of Three and Out, we're going to keep these bad boys coming as long as I'm at the combine. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to talking to Matt Nagy, and, Aggie and uh, I'm glad you guys had a chance to kind of see the light, the lighthearted and light side of Howie. I know sometimes you, you get up in the in the in front of all the reporters, you know, you get the GM speak, but we're trying to get away from the GM and, and coach speak on Three and Out, baby. We're, we're trying to get what they're really feeling, what they're really thinking. And uh, I, I know some of these guys, and hopefully they'll let down the guard a little bit. And, uh, again, coming Thursday, Matt Nagy, uh, I'm really fired up. Again, I appreciate everyone listening. Subscribe. If you guys have any questions in, in iTunes, if you put them in the reviews uh, in upcoming episodes, I will get to your questions. We'll try to have you guys interact. And uh, I'm really looking forward to doing this and being being associated with Colin Coward. is. is is absolutely awesome, so let's get it on baby.